All right, everyone. Couch Guy Sports, not the Couch Guy Sports podcast. Into the Triangle, a new Red Sox podcast. Probably the best Red Sox podcast out there. And this is the first episode. Not going to toot our own horn. Jared Carabas, I love you, but we're coming after you, brother. Uh, no, just well, kidding. Yes. Actually, a good friend of the show already. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I'm excited. Uh, new venture for Couch Guy Sports. I am Jared Scally. Uh, that is Al Nahigan. Nahigian? Ah, close enough. Nahigian. I knew the, the I, folks get it right. He just told me before I started recording, and I already messed it up. So it's fine. It's gonna happen. Now. O, o for one, Jared. You're over one. I'm gonna be over a thousand. Um, much oh like Chris God. Sale's ERA, only in the opposite direction. Um, oh, here we go. We're already talking. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> no, we're excited. Uh, into the triangle on Twitter. Uh, is at into the triangle. We're gonna be on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. You'll find us everywhere. Um, this is just kind of an intro pilot episode. Episode one will be official. Uh next week with hopefully a guest so stay tuned for that one um Ooh, here we go myself and big al over there are very much baseball heads um he confirmed huge baseball guy. huge baseball guy he coaches i don't but i, I still have a baseball nut um three I, teams three, three teams. teams yeah your mind. life is like consumed by baseball oh my god i don't know why i did it to myself it's just, it's brutal every day going to practice and then going to a game. Then, oh yeah, you got another practice you got to go to. It's, I did it to myself though. Yeah, you did. It's fine. It, we, I don't sympathize at all. Um, <laughs> but, but let's do this. Let's, let's give me a quick episode just to kind of dive in, get a little taste of the show. You know, if you know me at all listening to other podcasts, I did do a Red Sox podcast outside of Couch Guys Sports, brought it in here. I'm an asshole when it comes to this team. And I'm not, <laughs> I'm not gonna hold back because you know what? I, I'll say it from day one. I hate the Red Sox ownership. Yeah, they won a World Series, but I've never been a fan. Um, there'll be, there'll be a lot talked about on this show, but first topic of this show has to be Chris Sale. And we're gonna jump right into it, Al, because literally yep. it's, it's something to be concerned about. Like, I, I, I'm at the point in like, look, 2018 World Series champions, awesome. The rings, massive. Like, beautiful. Those beautiful. things were, Gorgeous. I think I actually just saw it on Twitter. Mitch Moreland's just for a quick side note. Mitch Moreland's ring has literally two bags inside of it. It is absolutely incredible how nice they made those rings. Another side note, if we're going to keep doing side notes, don't you love that the Red Sox themselves have embraced these nicknames? Shout out again to Jared Carabas because this dude just started slinging out nicknames on Twitter and all of a sudden they're on World Series rings. Like, what is that? Oh, it's, it's unbelievable. How about using them on player weekends? I mean, Mitch Mullins using two bags. Travis Shaw in Milwaukee and in Boston was using Mayor of Ding Dong City. Like, you don't see that. You no. don't see that happening in the world today. It's so weird. Shout out to Jared, hometown boy. He's, he's, we're dudes. He, he literally confirmed it on Twitter. My dude. Go yeah. look it up. He's, he's a good dude. He, he's a good time. Uh, he's a fun he dude is. to be around. Um, and, He's married to no one but the base game of baseball. So he, he uh, has the ring. He yeah, has it married he, to the game. Yeah, he, he's married to the game for sure. Always has been. Always will be. Um, <laughs> so Chris Dale, because this has been disgusting. It's three starts now. Uh, Seattle, three innings, six hits, seven earned runs. Uh, at game, a game against the A's, only one earned run, six innings. Okay, velocity was like eighty-eight miles an hour though. Claimed he right. was sick. I won't buy that one. Uh, Blue Jays, four innings in the home opener, seven hits, five earned runs, started off strong, looked like crap, and then after the game comes out and says, this this game wasn't everybody sucking, it was me. Okay, and then fix it. Dude, you're 30 years old. You just signed a massive deal to stay with the Red Sox. I'm not one to say I was concerned about the contract because I don't think this is a long-term issue, but if you have to shut Chris Sale down, do it. If you have to get him right, do it because it's April, and you're now 3-9, and nine. And you're in like 
you're not even close to the top of the division as defending World Series champs. This could spiral right. out of control quickly, and Chris Sale has now had three opportunities to fix it and hasn't. What I would say for you, Jared, is I everybody is concerned about Chris Sale. We all know that. The velocity's not where it's been in years past. We all get that. I understand that. But I'm on the side of don't worry about Chris Sale yet. I understand it's mid-April. I understand he hasn't had the starts. But if you look back at two of those three starts, the Oakland start, he gave up one run. Oakland has a pretty good offense, especially with Chris Davis in the middle of the lineup and guys like Matt Chapman, Matt Olson. That's a good lineup that he shut down. The Blue Jays game, and granted, it didn't look great. But you have to remember, with the velocity, in the first inning, he was hitting 94 and 95. So the, the velocity's there. What I think is... Wait, no, it's not. No, it's not. He was hitting like 98 in the end of last year. Hold on, hold on. What I'm saying is is that it's not obviously 98-99 because but here's the thing. People complain about when he throws 98-99 because they're saying, "Oh, don't throw your don't throw his arm out. Save him for October," which I get. But he's also, you know, not hitting 89-90 every single pitch. It's shown that it's there. The velocity is there. It can be there when he needs it. Right now he doesn't need it. He's still getting warmed up. So for people that are so concerned about it, I'm not worried about it. The Toronto start, it was just bleeders, ground balls through the right side. It, the ball, it, he didn't even get hit hard. That's the whole thing. And he didn't have walks. That was the whole thing. And if you remember about Chris Sale, his pitch count gets so high because he's 2-2, two and 3-2 two, and two to a lot of these hitters. He doesn't put hitters away right away. And that's why he hasn't pitched well. That's why he hasn't gone deep into starts. So that's something else that he has to look at too. One thing that really scares me, and, and this is coming from me because he's a competitive freak. He's a nutcase. You saw him go off in the dugout last year in the World Series. Uh, yeah, don't have any scissors around. Him. Yeah, no, he's a nutcase. Oh, I love that. I'll go, I'll talk about that all day. Him, him cutting up <laughs> uniforms is the reason I, well, I, I, as soon as I heard him do that, I'm like, wait, they need to get Chris Hale. Um, and it proved to be right. But he came out after the game yesterday at Fenway, and I'm curious what you think about this if you're defending him. He said he was lost. He said, to paraphrase, you know, like, I don't, I don't really know what I'm doing. Like, I feel lost on the mound. I'm confused. Like, I don't know what's going on. I look at that and go, uh oh, like this dude's, this is Chris Sale. He's a dominant pitcher. Yeah. Elbow aside, like this dude can't figure out what's going on. They need to, he needs help quick. And you know what? I think he's going to find it. Dana Levangie is going to work with him in the bullpen on his off days and they're going to find some feeling back in his slider, his fastball and all of his pitches. The main thing that I think with Sale right now is he's going through what a lot of pitchers go through in the MLB and just in life. They feel lost because they aren't in control. Chris Sale right now is not in control because he's used to going out, throwing seven innings, getting 10 strikeouts, not walking a batter, and racking up wins when the Red Sox bullpen doesn't blow it. But right now, he doesn't have a feel for his pitches. It's mid-April. It is absolutely freezing outside in Boston. So he does not have to worry about a thing he's gonna figure it out i tell you i'm telling you by early to mid-may he's gonna figure this thing out stop worrying about it i'm not just saying you i'm saying everybody in boston needs to just relax and let's think about this how's nathan evaldi doing how's rick porcello doing how's david price doing garbage they're all garbage jared listen to this okay they're starting eras right now chris sale nine David Price, 6. Nathan Evaldi, 8.10. Rodriguez, 12.38. And Porcello is 13.50. Those are all of their ERAs right now. So none of them are doing it. You want to complain about someone, complain about the whole starting rotation. I can do that if you want me to. 
I, I catch well, easy. They all suck. Well, can, can we save that? Can we save that for our first real episode? Yeah. I can bitch about the starting rotation if you want. No, look, the way I'm concerned, and this is something too that I heard, and, and I'm not really against this because it's, he's done it his whole career and he did in the World Series. But people I've heard, I've even seen on Twitter like, well, if his elbow's that strain, why not put him in long sleeves? Why is he wearing short sleeves in 30 degree weather? Man, because like you said, it. he's a psychopath. He's a psychopath. He's a psychopath, and that's never been a problem before. Like him being cold is not the issue and it's one thing if you tell david price to put on sleeves because david price could never pitch in cold weather until like last year he finally figured right. it out that's one oh, thing because david price was a baby until last year he's yeah this, this dude's a psychopath he's always been a war horse he's always been good and he proved it by pit, winning you a world series and striking out manny machado and making him look like a clown like i'm i'm still for signing chris sale long term I'm not against it. I'm not sitting here after three starts and going, oh, why did you sign the guy? You have no other option. You didn't. Like, there's no one in the farm system to replace him. Like, I don't not- think there's anybody in the free agency market either that's going to be 100%. coming out in a couple of years that you can sign. So. 100%. Real- and now, long term, you still have Chris Sale, David Price locked up for a while. That's a good scenario. Um, right. and that, that's a, and then you still have Nathan Evaldi in the top three, Rick Porcello, who knows he's probably gone, but you have, okay. Oh, no, he's gone. He's gone a hundred percent. I'm not even keeping him in the plans next year. Yeah. Porcello's gone after this year, maybe so, even at the deadline. Yeah. Who knows? Depending on what you need. And it's, the point right. is I'm worried about Chris Sale short term, the success he's having. I'm not worried about Chris Sale long term because this doesn't seem like a normal thing for him. And I think he's going to figure it out eventually, but does it happen this year? Like I heard someone say, shut him down. If it's that bad, why not? Like if it's really that I mean, bad. But if you think about it too, Jared, I mean, these doctors, these are some of the best doctors in the whole country that are working on these players, not just the pitchers, but the positional players too. If there was something really wrong with sale and really wrong in that left arm, left shoulder, whatever the case may be, they would have shut him down by now. They probably would have shut him down today after the start he had in, against Toronto. But I don't think there's anything wrong. I think he's just still trying to get a feel for his pitches. It may be a little bit later than we're all used to seeing, but it happens. He's not 25 years old anymore. He's 30, 31 years old. So, does the extension have anything to do with people's complaining? Like, do you think it's rubbing off on people? Like, you just signed this dude to a for what five-year, 145 million dollar extension, whatever it was. Oh yeah, and now he's oh, sucking yeah, because- the first three starts. Yeah, the naysayers are going to come out, but think about it. David Price got $31 million a year or whatever it was. Chris Sale deserved that money. Everyone knows he deserved that money. He should have won a Cy Young by now. So if you're going to complain about him getting paid for the next five years because of what he's done to this point, then you clearly haven't watched the guy pitch, whether it's been Chicago or Boston. So if you haven't seen him pitch, then just shut up. Watching him live is insane. Like, Oh, I know. It's a, it's a different animal. Like, if you've actually, if you're a Red Sox fan and you've never had a chance, like, you got tickets and you never lucked out having, it's always like Clay Buckholz when you go start. Like, that was, no. when Clay Buckholz was on the team, can I tell you, every time I went to Fenway, it was Clay frickin' Buckholz starting. Oh like, my god, I gotta, I actually, so, we went for one, it. we went for one of my buddy's birthdays and Clay Buckholz was pitching, I think it was against Chris Sale, I think it was a White Sox-Red Sox game. My buddy next to me goes, watch him give up a leadoff home run, second pitch, Adam Eaton for the Chicago White Sox, hits a leadoff home run over the monster. En route to a loss. And I saw, <laughs> I saw Chris Sale on the mound, and I saw him dominate, and I was like, wow, if he was the ace of the Red Sox, this team could be something. And then lo and behold, they went on and got him. Yeah. It was incredible. Chris Sale is a stud. And look, I, I'm concerned because he hasn't really been close. Um, breaking stuff hasn't been great. Uh, when the guy stole – I forget who it was. When he stole, when he was stolen home on the other night at home. Oh, oh my God. He wasn't was- – like that pitch, he threw it like oh. six rows to the right. Like it looked like it looked like a little leaguer never 
pitching before on a mound and just trying to throw it as hard as he can. Like I thought he was trying to throw it up to Don Orsillo uh, like 20 years ago. Like I like that's how bad <laughs> it was. I was going to say, is he throwing it all the way to San Diego now? Maybe. Oh, God, I missed Don Orsillo. Um, uh, R.I.P. Don Orsillo in seriously, Boston. Seriously, seriously. But look, Chris Sale, I'm not concerned. And then but one other thing I did want to touch on because I can sit here and got right to the face about how much I'm concerned about Chris Sale. But um, in terms of the Red Sox as a whole, and this is how we'll kind of wrap this and, and send it off to next week, it's yeah. do we panic? Like, what are you saying to the panickers? Because they're 3-9. and nine. Dude, There's no way around that now. They're 3-9, and nine, defending World Series champs. We all thought right. they were going to come home. You know, Chris, Chris Sale even said it. Like, we thought this was going to be the turning point. Come home, play in front of the fans, tough road trip. Like, come home, get the rings, and be jacked up. You still lost seven to five to the freaking Blue Jays, who are trying, who are trying to lose. <laughs> like so, they just traded Kevin Pillar. Like they're trying yeah, to lose. They're, yeah, they're building for the future. They're just yeah. I look at this and go, it's tough because it's what not you're you're three and nine, three and eight, three and nine, three and nine, three, three and nine, three and nine. And it's like, what are you doing? You're you're not even close. Well, okay. So to answer your question, Jared, do you panic about this team right now? Absolutely not. If you are going to panic about this team 12 games into the season, go watch the NBA playoffs. Go watch the NHL playoffs. Come back around like August when this team will actually be on the right track and they're going to be fighting again for a playoff spot and probably the division. You break down that division. Yes, the Yankees on paper got better with the additions of Ottavino and, you know, strengthening their bullpen and all that. The Orioles, the Rays are good. Don't the Rays the are Rays, obviously man. The Rays are good. The Rays are very good. They won like ninety something games last year, dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> People and, forget and they, that. They, they would have been in the playoffs in the National League in just about every division. Yep. But going back to my point, you have the Rays, who I still don't buy them. It's not that I don't buy them. I know they're a good team, but on paper, you'd rather have the Red Sox offense than the Rays offense. The Rays offense is all or nothing. The Red Sox have more consistent hitters, more contact hitters. They do have the power that they need. But then you have the Orioles that are obviously a dumpster fire. And then you have the Blue Jays that are pretty close to a dumpster fire. And then you have the Red Sox and the Yankees that are just one and two in the division. They're going to be competing for the division when August and September rolls around. So don't be concerned because they're playing bad to start this season in April. It's April. It is April 10th. See, and April, we are, and we're, and we're panicking. I look at April's that matter. Like April's do matter because if you get yourself too dig of a hole, like, look, I don't care as long as they make the playoffs. Like if they don't win the division, I think it's a failure. I do. But like, as long as they get in the playoffs, they have a shot because they have the talent and they'll figure it out. But you know, a slow April could easily turn you away from winning the division because look at the race. Like you, I don't think anyone's going to win 118 games. Like no one's going to do that this year. Last year was insane. But you look at this and go, 95, 96 wins. Is that even attainable right now? Because you have to, you have to win so many games in a row now just to get back to 500. And look, I think eventually they'll, they'll be fine. Like they're not going to suck all year. We're not going to be last place John Farrell after a World Series type years. Like that's not no. who this team is anymore. There's too much talent on paper and there's too much talent in that clubhouse to repeat what happened during the John Farrell and, days. And Alex Core is your manager, not John Farrell. And I, and look. Right. As much as you want to crap on John Farrell, I always will, um, because he wasn't <laughs> a good manager. He lucked into a World Series championship. Um, yes. yes. Alex Cora couldn't have done anything wrong last year. And now he's under, he's going to be under a microscope because his team's failing a little bit. So there's a lot of pressure on this team. They are very lucky that's Boston and there's two other yep. teams in the playoff chase right now. And so no one's really paying attention except for people like us, right? So once the, like you said, the people who are watching basketball, people who are watching hockey, like NHL playoffs start tonight as we're recording this. Like, right. 
there's other stuff to be watched, and baseball takes a back seat still. That's what it is. Oh, of course. When baseball takes center stage, this team better be good. This team and they're going to be good. Better before, we, before we wrap up, let me ask you one more small Shoot. question. This can be a real quick question. Shoot. If the Red Sox keep losing, does Alex Cora get thrown into the he should be fired rumors? Absolutely not. Good. Good. I was testing you. You passed the test. Good job. Oh, test on day one. Not day half, actually. Not even day one. Yeah, day um, half. I was testing you to make sure you said the right answer. No, Good job. Dude, Alex Gore is their guy. Come on. Alex Gore is their guy. They won him a World Series. And yeah, there are some first guy, first time managers out there who've locked into a World Series. John Farrell. John Farrell. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get along. Good. Uh, yeah, no, look, yeah. the way I see this is Alex Gore earned every dollar he's being paid last year. Because yep. this same group was with John Farrell and couldn't win. He was the only real difference. He Didn't he get an extension it. right after the season last he did. year? I'm, I'm pretty sure. I forget what it was, and, and we can figure it out and tweet it out. But I'm pretty right. sure his extension was like, hey, you won. Good. You you passed the test because this team couldn't figure it out. You got him all over the hump. That's all it was. Like, this team was no different except for John Farrell being gone. Yeah, they needed Farrell gone. They needed a change. They brought in the change in Alex Cora. He's played in the Red. He played in the Red Sox system before. He knew how the Red Sox did things. Yep. Brought in his own temperament, his own culture, and look at what happened. Yep. 119 wins later. 100. percent All right, we'll leave it there. As you can yep. see, Al and myself are very fired about this team. It's going to be a fun yep. summer. Uh, oh, 2019 oh, World Series uh, title defense here. Got to got to yep. go back to back. They have a chance to do it. Look, I'm not doubting that. Like they have a legit chance to do it because it's the same group. So it's going to be a fun summer. I'm going to bitch. I'm going to moan. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be sad. Tears might be shed on this, good or bad. It's going to please be. Please don't a, cry. It's no, going to be fun. I might make I, I you don't... cry. I might make you cry. Depending no, please on... don't make me cry. I cry <laughs> enough on my own. I don't need to cry on this podcast, Jared. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Um, on Twitter, the podcast is at Into the Triangle. If you haven't figured out why we named it that, then you aren't a real Red Sox fan. Can I say that? Yeah, no, you can. Okay. I mean, it's pretty obvious. Capital I, capital T on into and triangle, just so that way you can go find it. Yeah, go find it for sure. Um, I am at Jared underscore Scally on Twitter. Al is at Big Al 2793. Correct. Good Twitter. memory. Um, I don't know how I remember the numbers. That's, I pulled that out of my That's ass. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly. Pulled that out of my ass. Um, we'll be on Facebook. We're going to be up on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, the whole nine yards. Wherever you can find a podcast, I'm going to make sure our podcast is uh, Yeah, go listen to it. It's, it's going to be good. There's going to be a lot of good guests this season. There's going to be a lot of fun talk between Jared and I. Stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. We'll be back next week for episode, actually episode one. Um, but enjoy this. Hope you enjoyed the pilot. More good things to come. Into the Triangle Podcast presented by Couch Guy Sports.